0: NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES ooh, ooh,
1: OOH NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES OOH 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 If you got just a little money but a whole lot of heart Doug and Mo will sit back and watch your art It's their duty just doing their part Now let's hear if they recommend it or not on NO BUDGET
0: NIGHTMARES OOH NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES
1: nightmare. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo. He's
1: a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, that's Mo Pond. Yeah. yeah.
0: And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. He's bow, Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, bow,
1: bow. Ooh, it's Halloween,
0: Mo. Uh, you're a Halloweeny. What? I was <laughs> working in the lab late one night. <laughs> Not bad. I was waiting. I was waiting for it. I, somehow, I knew Monster Mash would come out of your mouth.
1: Oh, that wasn't Monster Mash. Well, that wasn't. No, that was a song of my own creation. Oh yeah, sure it was. It just happens to start very soon
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, much like your uh, your your version of that Christmas song that we all love,
1: "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul uh-huh. McCartney. Uh huh. Yeah, well, you know, I look. I'm, I'm an interpreter. That's what I, I, I long <laughs> long time <laughs> listeners of the show know that I I. Find other people's words and then I communicate them in a very emotional and very in the moment way, and that's why people connect with the things that I say and do. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll I'll agree with it. Sure. Why not, Mo? It's <laughs> almost
1: Halloween, Mo.
0: It is. And if and actually for the people who are listening to this, uh, if they listen to it the day it drops, uh, ooh, insider terms. Um, uh, it is Halloween.
1: This is Halloween.
0: Everybody, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's Halloween right now. Probably when you're listening to this, or the day after Halloween, because you've been a little bit tardy, or maybe it's months later,
0: or maybe it's like six years after the fact, and you know, maybe I'm dead right now. I'm
1: speaking from beyond the grave. You took my joke. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Mo's also speaking from beyond the grave. It was a murder suicide pact. Uh, Mo, we're here for a very, very, very special episode of No Budget Nightmares Because it's Halloween Yeah And uh, this it's is interesting It's the most
0: wonderful time
1: of the year <laughs> uh, Mo had a great idea for our Halloween episode of No I'm, Budget Nightmares I'm allowed one a year Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we managed to, to catch on to it and take advantage of it while it was happening Yeah. Uh, Mo thought, and uh, I agreed with him, that... We, Mo and myself <laughs> <laughs> it just, just keep saying my name It makes me feel good That we should do a commentary For a micro-budget movie uh, And actually have it in video form That you can then enjoy in your home Or on your television Or on your phone or whatever mm-hmm. And the thing is About that is like, There are a lot of podcasts out there And I don't want to throw shade <laughs> But there are podcasts out there that are like movie commentary podcasts. And sometimes in a lot of those cases of those, you'll have people sitting down watching the movie for the first time and talking about it as they're watching it for the first time, and that's bullshit. Don't do that. Because you can't really take in anything. How can you say anything interesting? I get it. You're supposed to be clever and coming up with jokes and shit. You got to watch the movie first, man. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we did, Mo We watched a movie And now we're going to talk about it But, listeners You're probably wondering Oh, God Are they going to talk about another uh, Public domain movie? We're going to watch Night of the Living Dead Or Carnival of Souls (laughs) And guess what? Originally that was the idea That was very
0: close (laughs) To what
1: we were going to do, yes Some people who are members Of our Facebook page May have noticed me asking Hey, does anyone know Any (laughs) micro-budget movies That are in the public domain? And I had some nice people answer And they gave very bad answers (laughs) But, But, you know, kind All the same um, and then Mo had a brilliant idea Now, Mo, explain this idea to people
0: Alright, so uh, I, Some people know of my History with uh, Something Weird video And uh, the my long-standing Love affair with them um, Well, I also happen to Have some minor connections And by minor, I mean I'm friends with The president of the company So <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, So I shot them an email real quick and said, "Hey, we're thinking about doing this. Would you mind if we used one of your movies?" And because I'm such good friends with them, the,
1: like it was like 2 seconds later I got a response like, "Yeah, do what you want. Go ahead." You know. <laughs> so you, you sent over the conversation and it was very laid back to the point where, "Yeah, do whatever you want." Yeah, do whatever you want. You know? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Do it. And it's interesting because you didn't even propose a specific film at that point.
0: Nope. I just said I I was thinking, because my entire point of my original email uh, to Lisa was that I was like, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, you know, like vis-a-vis, uh, uh, you know, like potential distribution rights and whatnot. Sure. And,
1: and she, like, she didn't even come up. She's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so then it came to the point where we had to choose... A movie, and in and fairness, this was kind of the hard part. it was because uh something weird has obviously has an amazing catalog an amazing in, catalog, but they wouldn't most ninety nine percent of the movies they've released wouldn't really fit into the mold of this show no. I mean there's a lot of really low budget stuff But most of it kind of veers into Kind of classic exploitation or sexploitation Or porn or that kind of thing Yeah and though, like straight up hardcore <laughs> As much fun as it would be for me and myself To talk while a porno movie is playing in the background yeah. uh, I, I don't know how much entertainment value would be in this I don't know how much entertainment value is going to be in this But well, we're going mean, to do it I, anyway
0: Honestly, honestly if, we had, if we had covered Sons of Satan the, uh, the, the gay porn horror film mm-hmm. um, That would have been An interesting thing But that we definitely couldn't have put on YouTube
1: <laughs> Oh that's right That's another issue yeah. This is on YouTube right now You might be watching it on YouTube Or yeah. maybe not uh, And because of that we have to make sure that uh, Even when it comes to extreme sexuality We probably had to be a little bit careful Right and and uh, this movie does. Have we said what we're covering yet? No, we. No, nope, not yet. It's it's all
0: leading up to yeah, that. Yeah, though. we'll lead up. We'll lead up to that. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't want to be the one to burst that tension bubble. But of course, if they're watching this, they already know what fucking. Yeah, they nudity. already know. Right, <laughs> it's in the name of the file
1: of the downloaded
0: <laughs> But um uh yeah, but this movie even has a sex scene and there is some nudity in it. But I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal. And we can always put black bars over <laughs> Yeah, right, if I have to, I can censor it, I suppose
1: <laughs> I'm very curious to see what happens to this YouTube video once it's up Because uh, it could easily get flagged Yeah But uh, but I guess we'll... <laughs> so what I'm trying to say to you right now, listeners, is If you haven't watched this yet, do it right now before it gets taken down <laughs> uh, And if it, if it comes right down to you, we can always self-host the video over on the website Right Mo, what movie did you decide we should watch? Alright, so... <laughs> i decided
0: on uh one of my favorite directors to hate uh is andy milligan like people like to say that ed wood is the worst director of all time and when people say that to me i say you've clearly never watched an andy milligan film um so but he does have like one or two movies that i just absolutely adore so i said let's let's do one of his good movies And I said, let's do 1970s The Body Beneath
1: And I had not seen The Body Beneath before I've seen some Andy Milligan I've seen Guru the Mad Monk before Ooh. And um, and uh, what's the one? The Werewolves Are Here Oh, The, the Rats Are rats. Coming, The Werewolves Are Here Right, and yeah. and so yeah, I think And But it's been years and years And I don't really feel like I have a strong sense of of the type of quality or lack thereof that Andy Milligan brings to his sure, films, Sure, So because I was nervous about that, I went out and read a bunch of shit <laughs> So I feel like I'm, I'm kind of up on what we're going to be talking about And I also, and this is key, I watched the movie <laughs> <laughs> And took a few notes Yeah, now see, now
0: this is a movie I'm very familiar with um, because... Uh, obviously, I own it, and, I, and I've and i watched it a bunch of times myself, and uh, back when I was doing that Something Weird podcast with Rue, um, we covered this. This was one of the movies we covered. Uh, we also covered Sons of Satan, which was my, like like Rue's revenge on me, because, <laughs> because I had made him watch so many, like, titty flicks. He's like, well, now we're going to watch a gay movie. <laughs> I'm like,
1: all right, we'll do Sons of Satan. Why not? I imagine you can make a case that all Annie Milligan movies are gay movies to one extent or another. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean have so, you ever have you ever seen Vapors, his first I, movie? I haven't seen Vapors. It's it's pretty gay. Really? Because no. I mean, you know, you're a big fan of vaporing, right? Uh, Not quite the same, but sure All right. so (laughs) for anyone who's never done anything like this before And I don't just mean watching an Andy Milligan movie Uh. uh, We're going to, uh, you know, you can go on YouTube right now, hopefully And watch the video with our voices playing over it However, if you have a copy at home, if you want to toss in your DVD We'll also do a countdown leading you uh, into when you should start playing the movie Mm. Now, frankly, we're going to be scene specific In some of the things we talk about But mostly, we probably won't be Because what are you supposed to do When two people are just talking for like 10 minutes straight
0: Right, exactly And this is the scene where they talk
1: yeah, and we don't want to just describe what's on the screen That's another fucking weird thing about what we're doing here, Mo Because here's the thing about a commentary, a movie commentary I've listened to a lot of them And when people just describe what's on the screen, it's really annoying, right? Yeah But in, in No Budget Nightmares, that's almost all we do Because That's like our
0: commentary. entire job, yeah
1: <laughs> So we need to kind of re- resist our natural urges We'll fail
0: a couple of times, yeah, too
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah We're going to resist our natural urge to Whip it out and just Jack off all over
0: the screen Halloween
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. Everybody scream. <laughs> I was working in the lab That's, that's an original right there um, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, Momentarily we're going to count down From the number three um, And then we're going to start playing the movie And we're just going to talk about it And hopefully we'll give you some information that's interesting mm. And uh, hopefully we'll make you laugh Maybe a few tears and uh, certainly think about things that uh, you've never thought about before
0: You'll get it when you're high
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I've, I was going to ask you this once we started the movie, Mo But before we do, I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Andy Milligan as a director kind of generally You've already said that you think he's one of the worst directors of all time But when were you first introduced to his work?
0: All right, so Andy Milligan is the director I like to call the director I love to hate. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I actually am a fan of his. Like, I actually, like, really enjoy his movies, but they are awful, um, with a couple of exceptions. I think I think my initial, uh, I think the first thing I ever saw was his was probably The Rats Are Coming, The Werewolves Are Here. Right. Um, and that would have been late 90s you know back when me and my buddies used to get together and watch movies and make fun of them and stuff and uh i mean that was fun you know it's a, that's a shit movie that's 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 one of his fucking worst uh but then you know like uh like i saw a bunch of other movies of his like like the man with two heads um you know which is probably his most well-known movie sure uh and that i kind of love but it's all, i'll but i'll also thoroughly admit that it's a fucking shitty movie it's a terrible movie <laughs> um you know and then just it just sort of like his name kept coming up and coming up and coming up and then like once i started getting in with the something weird you know group um and that's not like a literal thing you know just like i mean like becoming friends with sure. with like M- mike and lisa and those guys uh That his name started coming up more and more And um, I started buying more of his movies Like realizing that they were his movies And uh, I don't know He's just become one of those directors Who's just become synonymous with like Really terrible filmmaking for me
1: well, I wish I could uh, add more insight into that But like like I said before, Mo, I hadn't seen many of his films And the ones that I had seen were years ago So my perspective right. is going to be as someone who's fairly new to his filmography But also someone who has now watched The Body Beneath once already
0: <laughs> Right So well, I, mean, I'd, I mean, I'd imagine you've seen I imagine you've seen The Man with Two Heads, at least that
1: I think so I think I saw one As a teenager But you know All these things Tend to blend together And there was a point Where like um, Ray Dennis Steckler And Ted uh, Ted Michaels And Annie Milligan Their movies Just all kind of Blended together In my brain And I have trouble Taking scenes Out of context To know which one Which movie That they were Actually part of
0: Oh Well I mean I I feel like Is it the man With two heads Or is it the thing With two heads
1: I think it's the thing With two heads Yeah Isn't it Or is the thing With two heads The one with Rosie Greer in it
0: um, hold on a second.
1: It feels like this is the kind of thing that we should know.
0: Yeah, this is the sort of thing we should have thought about before. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that is yeah. The thing with two heads is is the man the, with two heads. The man with two heads is something different. It's no, like no, a man,
1: his movie is the man with two heads. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. The, the thing with two heads is the Rosie Greer one.
1: Yes. Yeah. With with Ray Miland just looking very very drunk and angry the whole time. Right. They go on a motorcycle uh, excursion. Yeah. All right, let's count down to The <laughs> Body Beneath.
0: Yeah, now that we've been talking for like 20 minutes. This this, uh, is, this is the part of the YouTube video that's going to be super fun.
1: All right. All right, everybody. Everyone calm down. Everybody shut up. <laughs> We're going to get to this movie that might be uh, taken down any day now. Uh-huh. Um, count it down, Mo, and I'll start playing.
0: All right. Three,
1: two, one, play. All right. All right, we're watching a movie now. This is exciting. It's funny, Mo, we've actually recorded two commentaries for movies already. One of them without our knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny
0: thing is is like um like we we did sort of the a similar thing when we did the Light of Blood uh DVD commentary, but I was super fucking tired that day. Uh-huh. You certainly were. Yeah, and like like I was like literally falling
1: asleep at my microphone. <laughs> Now this part, uh, Mo, I'm just gonna I'm gonna act like a real commentator right now This is filmed uh-huh. in Highgate Cemetery Nice Which now is in the is, UK, I guess Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: this is uh, He did five films uh, in the UK uh, Because I guess at some point He 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 had uh, uh, Like a production deal set up With the producer and that sort of fell through and uh, he set up with another film producer whose names I don't fucking remember because I, I'm terrible. I,
1: I know that their company was called Cinemedia. I think.
0: Yeah, I just, it just popped up on the screen. there Cinemedia Films. Well, I, t- <laughs> I
1: was—I don't know how I know these things.
0: <laughs> and there's there's there he is the man with the plan, Andy Milligan. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Yeah, so he did five movies in the UK, and this this is one of them. This is the best of the ones he did in the UK.
1: There's some iffy audio uh, By the way, we should really point out that these this is the highlight <laughs> of the movie right now These three women uh, who are What color would you say that is, Mo? Uh,
0: neon blue? Aquamarine? Aquamarine, yeah <laughs> I, I like to call them the blue girl group
1: A lot of good sweaters in this movie as there well There
0: really are There's a, an, an abundance of, of quality sweaters in this film
1: so well, my understanding is that Andy Milligan was kind of an asshole when he was alive And that people didn't get along with him Which is why all of his business relationships kept fucking falling apart Yeah, that's what I hear And and so he was working with Cinemedia And that fell apart So he took the movies he made and went to the US and tried to show them off right. And one of those movies was this one, The Body Beneath
0: Yeah, which he used to uh, do double features of this with uh, Guru the Mad Monk uh, Which I which always kind of made me laugh because they're like such similar movies <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I was
1: I was reading Rob Craig's book, uh, the Tour, the films of Andy Milligan today, and he said that once he was doing those double features, that they never made money because there was too many exploitation movies out then, and then someone stole his prints and just did screenings without cutting him in, so he uh, never he, he never made any money off of this movie at all. Man,
0: that's rough. All right, so this priest here, this is uh, Gavin Reed. Uh, what's his name in the movie? Like Arjunon? Reverend
1: Reverend Alexander Ar- Algernon Ford.
0: Yeah, uh, I adore Gavin Reed's performance in this movie. Like he is so over the top, theatric, and yet still sort of like subdued. You know, it's it's. It just gets crazier and crazier as the, uh, and his outfits just get better and better as the movie progresses
1: too. Actually, that, that brings up an interesting point. Now, that, that book I was referring to is called Gutter Autour because Andy Milligan really is an auteur Not only are his obsessions and interests part of his movies, but for this movie alone, he was writer, director, did the lights, did the sets, did the costumes, as you just referred to. Yep. Sound and editing. Now, to to various degrees of quality, some of the sound issues are pretty consistent in this movie, yeah. but uh, but still pretty darn impressive. And yet, just like Yumo, Gavin Reed makes this movie. And in fact, if it was a lesser actor, which there are some in this movie, and my understanding is there's quite a few in some of Andy Milligan's other movies, oh, yeah. that th- this would be a really hard movie to watch because he takes center stage for what good. 70% of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he is without a doubt the like the like cuz when the movie starts you see this couple here and you expect them uh, you know like this guy who who uh Gavin Reed's talking to you expected him to be sort of the main character. Yeah. Like not at not at all. It's the entire movie is just all about Gavin Reed and the Ford family and it's just a fucking wild wild thing.
1: I re- I will say that this movie does not go in the in the direction that I was expecting it to. Uh, this is also the part of the commentary. Almost every commentary I've ever listened to, there's a part where someone says, "Hey, if this is the first time you're watching this movie, turn it off now and watch it without the commentary." Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. Then come yeah. back and listen to us, <laughs> even though that's ridiculous. Who would listen? Who would watch a movie first with us yammering over it?
0: Stupid people. That's who.
1: Can you rent this from the Something Weird site at the moment?
0: Um, I don't know if you can rent it. I mean, obviously you can buy it. Um, I mean, like, in the, like they do digital downloads of most of their movies, and right, like it's like five bucks. I mean, it's worth it's worth picking up for five bucks. It's a
1: lot of weird angles in this movie too.
0: Yeah, it's really funny. Like, uh, I guess uh, one of Milligan's big things was that um, was that he would do these crazy extreme close-ups to kind of like cut out the. The scene around it, because like he was working on such a micro
1: budget that, sure. like, if you did the wide shot, it would be really obvious. I also love that you know these are all obviously real locations, no sets, right? You just got to find the location. And well, that's what he did
0: with most of his movies. Like, like right. for
1: for a lot of the time when he was living in New York,
0: I think it, yeah, when he was living in New York, he uh, he lived in a castle and basically
1: just filmed all of his movies in that castle. Look, if I had a castle available to me, I'd have to I'd have trouble resisting the urge to make a movie in it. Oh my right? god, I would
0: make movies every fucking weekend if
1: I lived in a castle. This is about the mad scientist who lives in a castle. Right. Now this is about the horse that lives in a castle. <laughs> oh hey, hey, there's two people fucking against a really ugly ugly wallpaper and a picture of a car. Dude,
0: that wallpaper is amazing.
1: Yeah, it reminds <laughs> me of that wallpaper at the beginning of Dawn of the Dead, like the very first thing you see. Right. I think that's just like a, a fuzzy wall in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of fuzzy wall, we're getting to see a lot of this dude <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of this lady. Yeah, this yes. is the scene that's going to get us kicked off of YouTube.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I don't know. I've been, I've been, I've been watching it pretty closely, and so far they haven't shown anything How about, to... how about this? Never mind.
1: That's something.
0: <laughs> uh...
1: Now, this character, this female character, and her male friend. Uh, This is Susan And her boyfriend Paul Yes And they're fucking right now And Paul is unaware I'm just going to skip ahead a little He's unaware that she's actually pregnant Look at her foot (laughs) 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 You know it's very interesting There's something about having British actors That even when they're bad They kind of don't seem as bad as they might be you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something about that yeah. accent that I get. Yes, it's the, all like, in the it's all cards. in the
0: accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Which it's is like, a weird I can't even thing. Judge like that's like.
0: Yeah, like that's a very uh, you know, like Northern American thing. You know, where it's like we 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 misinterpret British accents as being classy when there's plenty of of low
1: class Brits as well. And it makes them seem smart, but these people, they could all be dumb. Maybe they're really, really Oh, there's an ass Now we're kicked out We're off of YouTube (laughs) I've seen
0: way worse on YouTube
1: Yeah, like those Sipowitz uh, compilations from NYPD Blue That's a reference that a lot of people are not going to fucking understand at all
0: I'm going to watch The Body Beneath with commentary Oh yeah, here's a fucking 1990s NYPD Blue reference
1: Man, look at this room Remember that uh, the sets were done by Andy Milligan as well So this was his taste Looks good to me. I'm down. You know, I heard Mo that Eddie Milligan has sort of a um, the the kind of attitude he had towards humanity maybe that wasn't the most positive.
0: Um, yeah, I think that would be a fairly accurate assumption.
1: His I, movies, I guess, are kind of depressing. This one is a little bit depressing. Well, I mean, when you
0: look back into like his personal life, you can kind of understand why you know he picked. How's that, this- Mo? Well, he was like. Uh, mentally and physically abused by his mother you know although he had a good relationship with his dad um but yeah it kind of fucked him up like a lot of his movies have to do with like physical de- deformity and like right. um you know like uh sexual deviancy and stuff like that it's like it's just it was just a regular subject matter for him you know
1: so this actress is Jackie Scarvelis. And most of the actors in this movie Didn't really go on to do very much Or if they did other work It was actually with uh, Andy Yeah um, Well that's because, that's because
0: he mostly cast Like local theater people Sure right yeah. And
1: and there are some exceptions to that And we'll bring them up when we see them But I, I just felt it was so strange That Gavin Reed didn't go on to do like Tons and tons more work. He like, really
0: should have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just because you know, I mean, maybe he just did tons and tons of theater. That's the thing about these British people, right? They just went back to the stage. I love the theater to to dance the light, fantastic and whatnot. To sleep a chance to dream. Yes, that's also a line <laughs> from one of the Bard's plays. Got some quality nipple action happening here. Mm. Look yeah. at these young people. And 1970s this is, And
0: actually this is one of the uh, One of the very few Milligan films Where there's not like A conniving female lead Yeah You know like that was a That was a big Big motif for his movies Is that who, like the female lead Was always like Out to
1: do bad And this
0: one is It's not really the case
1: it, It's actually weirdly In the other direction Because you can interpret this movie As all about You know How the patriarchy Is using women Just for Breeding Children or like specifically Like to steal their bodily fluids And and to to keep them kind of contained It's it's almost oddly Proto-feminist which is weird because like you said It seems like his other movies were uh, Maybe not so much that
0: yeah, I think the general term, you know... In My the wife film, and I roll
1: around like this, by the way.
0: <laughs> the general term in the in the film community for describing his films is definitely misogynistic.
1: Right, which is weird that I just use feminist in regards to this one. Right, I think right. that might be... It might be a bit of a stretch, but it certainly doesn't seem to um, uh, be positive about how women are treated in this movie. Right, right. Except right here, because look at this.
0: Yeah, no, she's getting treated... Oh, she's got a dirty mind. Yeah,
1: but you know. <laughs> She tricked this guy into getting her pregnant. Now, she, now she's got him locked down for good.
0: Actually, what ends up happening, and we'll see it when we get to that point. But what ends up happening with these two is easily the most confusing part of
1: the entire movie. I'm glad that you said that because I'm going to get you to describe it once we uh, get to it. We awesome. well, don't need to describe it because we're not doing a, perf- a no, 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 no. But I much. mean,
0: but even at that, like, even when you see it, like, you still have no fucking clue what the hell is going on. But that's an hour from now, so we don't have to worry about that at the moment. Whew.
1: I'm just not going to think about it at all
0: I'm just going to clear my brain Never think
1: again So for those who uh, are stupid And are just watching this with our commentary She's going to head to that priest's house (laughs) His big castle place Because she thinks that he's related to her Because he sent her a letter Yeah Yeah Look at those cars on the wall Really nice
0: (laughs) Actually I'm kind of digging those lamps yeah. Like this uh like the like the post hippie pre disco like sick late 60s into 70s, you know, like that fashion, especially yes. like British fashion from that era. Oh my god, it's fucking phenomenal. And by phenomenal I mean just awful.
1: It's going to come back. I mean, these things work in cycles.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I have a I have a feeling like We've got another, like... Like, right now we're heavily invested in the 90s for some godforsaken reason. Uh, i mad. Because the 90s were the fucking worst. Um, I love the 90s! Uh-huh. And then I figure next decade we'll get really nostalgic for the 2000s, even though nothing really happened then.
1: Uh, uh, I actually, uh, what, uh, new metal or rap metal and shit like that? Yeah. That was pretty big in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, yeah, okay. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> Yeah, well, I am down with the sickness, I guess um, You know, these guys are a kind of a nice, loving couple You don't see a lot of those in movies Not in Annie Milligan films, you don't <laughs> <laughs> not, not the kind of movies that we watch for this show I Yeah,
0: think. not the kind of fucking shitty movies we cover <laughs> Oh, God <laughs> I just kicked something I kicked the vampire that was under my table
1: Now, that's another thing we haven't mentioned yet, Mo This is a vampire movie This is
0: a vampire movie Which you wouldn't really know by the title Because, like, the body beneath doesn't make any goddamn sense What does it mean,
1: Mo? What does the title mean?
0: I have no fucking clue
1: (laughs) I believe it's supposed to be a reference to The body beneath the heavens above Like, the idea that Oh. Uh, we're just like a shell on planet earth that we're just here for a short amount of time, but then we zip up to heaven and we get to spend the rest of the eternity on the right hand of the Father or something along those lines. Oh, is that uh,
0: like is that like a religious reference? I think so. Oh, dumb. Oh, I know. See, I see I, my like I'm not up on my religious research these days, you know. Dude, singing. you
1: have no Quran. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's you know, a timely know. reference. Jesus. Yeah. But but like the idea is that Because this is a vampire movie That these vampires They're just hanging out on earth man They're just They're just They're just Keeping the shell going Even though they don't need to They need to go up to heaven man Or maybe The other place You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah New Jersey That's right <laughs> Springsteen got out of there That's why the vampires <laughs> left
0: Oh my god I like this actress too. This uh, this redhead here. I mean, Emma she's not, Jones. She's not, she's not good, but you know, I like her.
1: Emma Jones. Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. That's pretty good. That might get us kicked off of YouTube too. I don't think so.
0: We get <laughs> cease and desist. All right. So now here we've got the. Uh, I've got a uh, hunch.
1: I know this actor. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, because you can't have like a monster movie without like the hunchback, you know, henchman, and that's Spool. Spool, which is a great name. Which is a great name. I love these vampire chicks' dresses, which undoubtedly <laughs> okay, in, the, in this were,
1: particular scene, that makeup is a little bit shaky. <laughs> oh, it's fucking awful! It's fucking awful. That's why I—I
0: I mean, look at her hand.
1: <laughs> Um,
0: but these these blue vampire chicks all uh, have great facial expressions. Too. Yes, they do. Uh, there's one that's going to come up soon that that I'll I'll point out when it happens. But it's my favorite facial expression in the entire fucking movie. Um, Psst. but yeah, but Andy Milligan, like when he wasn't directing, he he actually ran. Uh, like he was a dressmaker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so like it's like I love the like the fact that like you you see these. Big wild dresses on here And like you just know <laughs> That he made them Oh
1: It's uh We'll he's... talk about We'll talk about the actor Who plays Spool a little bit later He's actually probably the person In this movie Who's went on to the most Substantial career mm. Uh Though what I wanted to bring up Is that A big What he's most known for In the UK uh His name is Berwick Collar I guess uh, Is doing pantomime Do you know what pantomime is Moe? No Well, tell me what it isn't
0: <laughs> Well, it's not people talking
1: No No, oh, that's right It's it's the opposite of people talking It's very yeah. good yeah. You're See, making a little being, clever remark I was being clever Well, I think in the case of Berwick Which is a very interesting first name, by the way uh, That he, like, dresses as a woman and I guess fools around and he's very funny. The The people in in the UK, they love pantomime. If you're a listener to the podcast, then I'm sure you can confirm that people love to pantomime things in the UK. But th- sure. This is, this is what he's most known for. But he still acts up to this day. Huh. Yeah, I know. He's successful. Spool. Who would think? Though I think actually his performance here is pretty good, too. I think he's pretty good
0: in this, you know? Like, he plays a fairly, like, sympathetic you know, sort of character. This is
1: what the out of doors looks like in this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what we like to call day for night. <laughs> it's very blue out there. There, I will say that for the most part, um, the technical specs on this movie are fairly, you know, for, com- compared to some of the other ultra low budget exploitation movies at the time. I think it actually holds up pretty well.
0: Well, this like, is one of this is one of Milligan's most what you would call cinematic films, like where he actually like. Has a story Yeah, it actually has a story It actually sets up shots It actually, like, does things that, like, quote-unquote real movies do Um, you know Miss Ford I'm sorry, I I love this actress's accent
1: (laughs) It just really (laughs) makes me laugh
0: (laughs) Oh, Miss Ford
1: I feel like what they do with this particular character is really interesting
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah
1: uh, just and again, we we don't mind spoiling a little bit here. But what happens is that uh, she realizes that uh, that Miss Ford here, that Susan is oh, is hard. is basically going to be captured into this large building, into this house, and she doesn't want anything of it. And because she speaks against uh, the Reverend, he calls her a slut, and then he fires her, and then he ends up killing her because women are in in the again in the perspective of this movie, women when they're not serving men then they must be punished.
0: Or in the uh in the 90s lexicon, bitches be trippin'.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> These are nice locations too. Like I mean I don't know how he got access to some of this stuff. I guess like you said, if he lived in a castle, he must have had some cool friends at Andy Milligan. Yeah, I think this is his home. <laughs> like, oh really? Yeah. What do you think those books are then? Um
0: probably uh homosexual erotica. Now, why would that be, Mo? I would just assume
1: Well, all right <laughs> You know, another thing that Andy Milligan uh, is into, according to what I read, was uh, S&M
0: He was very much into S&M, yes
1: And then, I actually feel like you can see echoes of that in this movie if you're looking for him Sure And we'll talk about that when we get to it <laughs> Do you know that movie, A Knight's Tale?
0: With Heath Ledger?
1: With Heath Ledger, the late Heath Ledger, uh, Berwick, yeah. Berwick Collar, who's in this movie, uh, he he's in that movie.
0: That's <laughs> that's a weird connection.
1: He plays a man in stocks. Guess <laughs> <laughs> doing some pantomiming or whatnot. Oh
0: look at me! I'm in stocks. See, that's my idea of like a verbal pantomime. So uh, I see.
1: Can't see it <laughs> on film. So the reverend, the reverend and his wife. His wife does not. Is it that she doesn't speak, or she just only kind of speaks to him? I yeah, I, she doesn't
0: really talk. He's really good. I love. Now, I, yeah, like I like I'm, I'm uh, uh enamored. Yeah, yeah that's. I don't know. That's the right word. I, <laughs> I like. It's just whatever he talks. Like I really want to listen to what he's saying because I just love his performance so much. Ah, Miss Ford.
1: Do you think, as well, Mo, that this movie is being somewhat critical of uh, religion, organized religion, or the Catholic Church? I don't think it's intentionally doing that, to be
0: honest. Uh, I mean, it probably is, but I don't like as far as I as far as I recall, like like Milligan's politics didn't really venture too too far into the like religious. Sure. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you could definitely see the hints of. Maybe some disdain for the church You know in this movie
1: Because in this case he's pretending to be a reverend right. And he's really like a con man right And he's just using people Until he drains them Figuratively literally. and yeah. literally yeah. Uh, Of all he can use and then he moves on There's a like my favorite scene in the entire movie Comes near the end and we'll, we'll, we'll Point it out when we get to it mm. but it's when the Reverend kind of hints at the idea that maybe he has a conscience, which I thought was so interesting. There's, oh, there's a lot yeah, of yeah, 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 there's yeah. a lot of really interesting stuff in this movie that's just kind of hinted at or brought up briefly. Like uh, there's a part where he talks about how his blood pressure keeps getting higher, so they put leeches on him, and it's like, what does that refer to? But it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, Alicia. I also love that. Like these are vampires. But they're modern vampires Right And yeah. ki- kind of non-traditional in some ways But then one of the big turning points of the movie Is that the reverend isn't able to be seen in a mirror And like I didn't even know that For this particular strain of vampires That that was even a rule That that would be applicable to them Yeah Is he a Nazi you think? I... What? <laughs> What I mean is he has kind of fascistic tendencies and he's also about the purity of blood and keeping bloodlines clean, that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you could could interpret that. I mean, there's nothing overtly saying as such, but... He does. He does have a great line, and I think it's actually in this scene where where they're drinking, and he pulls the classic vampire. I never drink wine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like how he says that they're drinking tomato juice. Nice cover, Rev. Yeah. you could just not drink fucking blood in front of people. <laughs> also, that's kind of wacky looking blood right there.
0: That's technicolor blood.
1: Yeah, that's right. This is ah. a very color. This is a very colorful movie. I'm. Is this? Annie Milligan's first color movie?
0: No, no, no. His uh, first color movie was—I um, have to look it up.
1: Ha <laughs> Well, I'll just talk about these people drinking things here in this scene. I
0: think—I uh, want to say—Bloodthirsty Butchers was his first, uh, or the Ghastly one might might have been his first color movie. Is
1: Bloodthirsty Butchers the one that's about Sweeney Todd? Yes. The dame and Bobber of Fleet Street. And, and actually, uh, that's really interesting. You
0: you bring up like theater cuz obviously like when you look Milligan up online like it doesn't even say he's a director it says he's a playwright yes and like you can really tell like in his movies that he's a big fan of the theater cuz all of his shots are always set up uh always um what's the term i'm looking for staged like uh, like a like a like a stage production
1: yeah like a wide shot stagey yeah. Actually, that's what's kind of interesting about this particular movie Is that you really notice when he does things that are not kind of stage-bound Right, right Because right. there's a few interesting visual tricks Specifically when there's some sort of action The, the camera starts moving around a lot There's well, a lot they, of handheld stuff
0: Yeah, he was... Uh, he they, they call that like swirl cam or something like that it's, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah You know, it has like a name that they came up with for that But that, that was like his trademark thing Like for some reason he had this weird thing about putting violence on screen So like he would do this weird... Uh, You know like Swishy camera thing and then point the camera At the ground whenever like Whenever violence was happening and that was just his That was just his thing Swishy mo, I think that's bad taste Sorry <laughs> <laughs> Look at this blood transfusion Have I ever done anything in good taste <laughs> Not now Not that arm um, Alicia
1: so- <laughs> You should do an impression of this guy More often I love this guy so the idea here is that Susan has been uh, captured, and she's going to birth pure bloodline babies, or more pure bloodline babies—Nazi they, vampires—and they've also they've uh, Candace. If you remember earlier, she's the uh, kind of older lady. They're and capturing her basically just to provide blood to them. Yeah, and that's how they think it's going to work.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I love that there's there's a part in this movie where they're like, "Nah, fuck the plan. That's not going to work anymore." Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: just just kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the line where, he, where he's explaining to uh, to to one of them like how it's gonna work. It's so great. It's like we'll keep you in the attic, and if you are good for six months, we might grant you immortality.
1: <laughs> I like how at that point, she, like the the one he's telling that to doesn't know what's going on. The woman and she's like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, <laughs> don't don't concern yourself with the details." It's like, <laughs> there's just, that's just a little carrot. For you, <laughs> <laughs> I also like that Spool is apparently like a great cook, but we never see him actually cook.
0: Right, right, right. Oh my god! So oh, that, ta- man, that bed is fucking amazing.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Oh, I want that so bad.
1: Really, you want to have angels on your bedpost? I kind of do. Think about that when you're jacking off. Well,
0: no, man. Like I have, a, I have. A, dude, are you kidding what, me, man? What if they
1: turn slowly towards you? <laughs> And little do- tears fall I, down from their eyes.
0: Yeah, I should. Uh, I, I should show you some of the religious art that I have in my house. <laughs> like I've got a big fucking picture of Jesus that hangs like right in eyeline to my bed. It's fucking great.
1: I had a great like a giant holographic picture of Jesus that I picked up in Toronto that I had in our bathroom <laughs> that you'd be staring right at when you were taking a shit. <laughs> but if you looked at it, like if you moved over to the left, it was a slightly different expression on Jesus' face. <laughs> But that guy approves of everything Yeah Spool Spool You ever meet a hunchback in real life, Mo?
0: Uh, yeah
1: Well, don't elaborate Let's just move on Yeah, no <laughs>
0: I'm not into uh, exploiting the disabled
1: <laughs> I was just asking a question
0: Yeah Uh. Yeah, no, I mean, I have It's, you know, not a big deal
1: I wasn't trying to suggest it was a big deal. How did that person come to their affliction? Uh, I think they were just old. Oh yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't. I mean, as you get older, you turn into a letter C. Everyone knows that.
0: <laughs> it took my wife a lot less time to become a letter C. If you don't, know
1: I mean. Mo. The uh, tagline for this movie is "sexually rampant ghouls, depraved souls." And blood red roses
0: Almost none of that makes sense for this movie
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know I mean, there are some roses But uh, it doesn't really fixate on their color
0: Yeah and Also, they're...
1: most roses You know, you can get white roses and yellow roses Sure but, but, you know, I think most people When they think of roses They think of red roses Or black roses Like the movie Uh-huh since yes. Like, oh there's the greenies Or the I, blueies I love these ladies so much I love how I mean it really is amazing To have them in these Bright technicolor Like three different colors Just like uh, Cinderella's sisters Yeah
0: These are like the weird sisters
1: Yeah I think actually Oh, oh does, costume change Costume change That is amazing That kind of cardinal type That's a good look oh, You know It's a,
0: such a good look for him
1: I could probably command people around If I dress like that
0: Out of this room I need to talk to Susan
1: I like how he like Has to stop them from maybe killing her I guess <laughs> 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 You know I don't know if Gavin Reed Is a good actor He's just really good for this particular role Right right I shouldn't say uh, I I shouldn't speak to, uh, about him in like the present tense Because unfortunately he's passed on He
0: has passed on yeah Spool leave us alone spool <laughs> What are you, you doing to that bedpost spool <laughs> I'm I, I'm, enjoying
1: it I like the angel I just like that you had this giant castle And you got these weird paintings That are just landscapes everywhere
0: Oh my god
1: He's doing the hard sell While we're having this, this, <laughs> uh, this talky scene I'm going to read uh, a little bit from There's an article on Bleeding Skull called A Celebration of Hate, the Horror Films of Andy Milligan And there's a paragraph that I think kind of sums up his attitude a little bit It says The late Andy Milligan was not a genius Rather he was a flawed and obsessed human being Self-destructive, darkly sadistic, sexually twisted, egotistic And altogether unnerving There's only one thing that sets Andy Milligan apart From a flat out degenerate An obsession with channeling his neuroses through film That's pretty accurate Well I love the idea that like Especially again, at, before we started recording, I was talking about that in my brain, I conflate his movies with some of the other micro budget or really low budget exploitation filmmakers of the time. But what makes this movie way more interesting in a lot of ways, even if they're not necessarily better movies, is that there's so much of the director in it, right? He really was an auteur. He yeah. puts a lot of his, his, you know, the, the fact that, that it, it can be kind of unpleasant. How personal some of his interests kind of work into the movie. Uh, that just makes it more interesting, right? Right,
0: right, right, exactly.
1: And I, you know, what he must really love his real fetish is just two people talking forever. <laughs> Susan, I told you. Yeah, this uh. is this is he's getting kind of eugenicsy here. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Doesn't he also say something shitty about the Irish? <laughs> I think he does like talking about getting out of Ireland. Also, that bloodline goes back how many centuries? Like 20 centuries?
0: Yeah, something like that. Oh, I could listen to him talk forever.
1: He's talking he's talking about how like generation after generation that the bloodline's getting weaker and weaker, and I was hoping he was going to start talking about millennials. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to cut down a tree. <laughs>
0: You ask a millennial to change a tire. They don't know what they're doing.
1: Now that accent turned almost into Werner Herzog for a second. Yeah, it did, did, did for a second there. <laughs> yeah, now he's talking about how uh, when she was unconscious, they like were really examining her. And you know what that means. Mm-hmm. It means they were touching her naughty bits. Yeah, that's right, and that's not cool. And he, she should have asked for consent, and she probably would not have given it to him.
0: Right, but we at least we know that if uh, that if uh, Reverend Ford ran for president of the United States, you know, he would come close. What if Rob Ford was part of this Ford clan? <laughs> well, they do talk. They do talk about going to America or
1: Canada. So I that's mean, right. You know, it even says that they have like a, a group oh, already oh, oh, in look, Canada. Look, look at this. Look at this. I will say that if you have a wife that has one of those ribbons around their neck It's not good There's something bad happening <laughs> Yeah, it
0: means there's a really good chance she was bitten by a vampire
1: It's really only one of two things Either, but she's I, I, was by a vampire.
0: The, I was talking about the, the, uh, the hair on the
1: lens oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, that's just details, man I
0: know, I love that shit
1: But yeah, so it's either that she's been bitten Or if you pull that ribbon, her head will fall off entirely Which some people might uh, recognize as the uh, ending part of one of those scariest stories you've ever heard stories Yeah right Or scary stories that tell in the dark I uh,
0: I ha- I had really liked those when I was a kid But I tried reading them again recently And they don't hold up <laughs> They, freaked,
1: they <laughs> freaked me out man Like they really did Yeah some of them did I guess when they're not a cliche That makes it a big difference too Like the one sure, with sure. the hook on the door And the one where the killer's in the backseat And the guy in the truck is trying to let her know By flashing his lights and shit It's like hey that's scary, and then you realize that people have been telling that same story for like 50 years And it's right, not really right. scary anymore. So I I love this idea, and this is in a lot of different vampire movies, is that when you get turned into a vampire, you just kind of become only interested in vampire shit, and you just become like a distant asshole to everybody else. Right. Well You're that's that's kind of that's kind of actually what I loved about um what we do in the shadows. Right. Is
0: how like they're they're vampires, but they're not like just into vampire shit. Like they like go <laughs> to clubs, and it's oh, it's just a fun movie.
1: Oh, look at this! I just love. She's like, oh, go take my- a bath. I gotta look at my neck wound.
0: Yeah, you see the big smile on her face when she turned around. Like, oh, I'm so happy to be a vampire.
1: And this is this is oh, this is what I think my wife thinks about every day. Let me poison his tea. <laughs> While he's in the
0: bath. <laughs> yeah, Jill checks her neck wound and then, <laughs> then poison
1: too. I uh, I was reading in that book uh, Oh, look at this r- handy dandy poison bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave that to her? I guess it was uh I guess it was the hunchback. Yeah. Um I was reading the the suggestion that the usage of the name Ford uh, in in the family name in this movie Might be a reference to Henry Ford And uh, the assembly line kind of structure Of work in the United States of America Do you think that Andy Milligan put that much thought into Hey, it could be subconscious, man Maybe You don't know what he meant
0: That's true I mean, and he, you know, he's been dead for a while So it's kind of hard to ask him directly
1: Ah, uh, yes, Queen Magazine, my favorite
0: <laughs> I read Queen Magazine every week <laughs> And then I live it
1: Oh, an article about Freddie Mercury <laughs> Oh! <laughs> uh, that was a great five minute bath, honey <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just going to stare at my barrel chest for a little while
1: like, you, You're right, it did kind of set up this guy To kind of be one of the main characters But he is completely a non-entity in this movie Yeah, he, the-
0: without a doubt they his give him is- this they give him this great sweater,
1: <laughs> you know. He likes getting his back scratched. He Who loves doesn't? it in fact. Who doesn't? And she's like, "I'll scratch your back while I poison you to not death but almost allow me to exfoliate." So their plan for this woman, the, the vampires, mm-hmm. all all the only reason that they've The thing is, okay, I don't get this part. Sure. They they eat her later, don't they? Uh yes, but she's a vampire now. Yeah, I think I think it has to do with her not
0: being useful to them anymore, so they're just like destroy her.
1: Yeah, I guess. But then again, I've I've read that the uh, and again, we're not giving anything away near the end of the movie. There's this kind of like a cannibalistic feast. Yeah, but is it really cannibalistic if she was already dead, right? Hmm. Then again, I guess everyone's dead once they're cooked and put into a meal.
0: One of my favorite things about this movie is that all it takes is a a, a, a door or a window to be open, and like, and they just show up. Like what's they never-
1: your, What's your favorite vampire rule, Mo?
0: Um, well, I mean, the one I've seen used most effectively
1: and most interestingly is the uh, having to be invited in rule. I love I love the having to be invited in rule. And uh if everyone probably should stop listening to this and go watch Salem's Lot, because that's a good movie. Yes. Um but uh I love the the Kent Cross Running Water one. I always found that one interesting. It's so weird, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I can't even like think of like a mythology thing for it. But uh they use it in one of the Hammer movies and uh Christopher Lee gets like stuck on an ice floe or something. (laughs) But my very favorite is the one where if you Pour a bunch of grain On your doorstep That the vampires That count it all Right right That's such that a Weird obsessive compulsive To me it's like You should be using that for, That is like the major Human advantage Against uh, vampires That they have to do these stupid shit And have to kind of uh, uh, Obey by these rules So it's just like You know Get them outside Then pour a bunch of grains On your doorstep Right How, You know You don't want to be the person By the way Who doesn't pour enough grain so he he's able to count them all before the sun comes up <laughs> Just keep a lot of like Sand or sugar or whatever Do you think they have to count sugar? Would that work? Um I
0: don't know man <laughs> That actually reminds me a lot of that uh, Of that scene in one of the preacher books Where he commands the guy to count Three million grams of sand uh, On the beach and the dude like oh, that's goes, right. And the dude goes nuts <laughs> Rest in peace
1: Steve Dillon
0: Yeah uh, Rest in
1: peace Oh, he just called that girl a slut and told Ow. her to get out I like how, like, the very first time she's introduced in the movie He mentions that he doesn't like her Yeah <laughs> Why the fuck did you hire her then? <laughs> Why doesn't he just have vampires doing this shit for him? Right, exactly
0: Like, he, I mean, I guess, you know what? Like, every vampire needs that, like, one human You know, to do their daytime shit like, that seems to be, like, a rule we see over and over again. You know, you got your Renfield, you know, uh, you've got your uh, guy from uh, Fright Night whose name I can't remember. <laughs> oh, speaking of great sweaters, look at that thing.
1: Is it Evil Ed? Is that what his name no, is? No, no, Evil
0: Ed is, um, actually becomes a vampire. and he's, Brewster. Yeah. <laughs> he's Brewster's friend.
1: You know what happened to that guy?
0: What happened to that guy?
1: the actor he got into uh, he became a very famous gay porn actor afterwards huh yeah cuz he was in 976 evil as uh, 976 evil as well right well i know he was
0: in the spin-off evil ed movie um i don't know if
1: was he in 976 evil
0: i don't know i'm not going to look it up i know he was in fraternity vacation
1: well there you go and then he got into gay porn but now he's doing like it seemed like he was sort of uh not embarrassed about it but probably didn't want to necessarily have to talk about being in gay porn a lot and wasn't doing like a lot of conventions. And then a couple years ago, now he's like, there's all sorts of conventions that he appears at. And good for him. Yeah. This is Paul and this is Between Y'all. Wow. <laughs> this is great. Oh, or drop me Siggy Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Core Blimey. <laughs> 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 And this is where he figures out the vampirism Couldn't be any other explanation I'm just going to look into this reflection for a moment Oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I love how Like the reverend has does He loses his cool so easily Like in a, in a second he's going to throw the guy out Like just grab him and push him outside Nothing suspicious about that
0: <laughs> Get out.
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> Let me in. Oh my god. Awesome yeah, there's a, there's Please a few spend. sequences in this movie that are pretty damaged up as well as you could see. Yeah.
0: I mean, give them credit though. I mean, they did they did a pretty good job of restoring this. A great but- j-
1: yeah, I mean, again, you, you can only work with what you have, too Exactly
0: right? And that's one of the big things with the Something Weird movies, too Is, like, a lot of these movies are, you know, they're lost for decades And then they're just found in some garage or attic, you know And just damaged almost beyond repair and you just actually, actually,
1: on that note, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, who's a huge fan of Andy Milligan uh, of he's course, the direct, he is director of the Neon Demon and Drive, and yeah, people know who he is. I'm sure if you're listening to this, yeah, he he bought prints of Annie Milligan's movies on eBay from his biographer, from Annie Milligan's biographer. He was selling them on eBay. Uh, Nicholas Winding bought them, and then he, um, I guess, he put up some money to have them put out in the, the UK through the BFI label. Um, And one of those movies was actually The Body Beneath. But what's actually kind of extra interesting, because I'm throwing out all sorts of great tidbits, is that that print that he had had some damaged sections. So in order to have a complete print for them to uh, distribute on, uh, I think on Blu-ray over there, uh, he contacted uh, something weird, and they helped him put it together. Nice. See? Like, she would. It would seem like really bad timing for him to fire that girl just so she can help Paul right, God,
0: look how fucking tight this this <laughs> shot is
1: by the way, she crosses herself, oh my God, I just realized the reason they don't have any mirrors in their houses. Oh, what a conspicuous place for us to have this conversation. Mm. They're they're conspiring against me I love how certain scenes in this movie too That they just kind of cut off in the middle Or just fade out like it's going to commercial Yeah 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 It's not a very violent movie I mean there are a couple of violent scenes in this movie But uh, it's, uh, it's It's certainly not like I wouldn't call it a bloody movie
0: No 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 this is definitely one of his most Like story driven films Most of his shit is Is just Exploitation and violence
1: I like that the setup is fairly like we I think if you're watching this even if you're not familiar with his work uh even if you're just kind of used to watching exploitation movies you're like, oh, I see where all of this is going all the pieces are you know the vampires are trying to uh t- to kidnap these women we have our heroic man here he's going to somehow you know get Susan he's gonna stop all the vampires and it doesn't play out like that at all at all. <laughs> It's <laughs> like he decided to go with this Fucking shock <laughs> uh-huh, I can see what's happening here Yeah
0: yeah yeah I can make out details in this blurry shot
1: Like like I They go through like uh, the entire Layout of this big castle Place that they're in there this giant house But I couldn't tell you like where the rooms are In terms of uh like which ones Are next to each other it's like I'm going To where Susan is okay that's fine man Just get there right they're also very bad at sneaking around Oh why I think he, Oh I think she's in there Why didn't he go to the Bobbies Instead of trying to sneak in Oh they don't like being
0: called Bobbies man
1: They don't they, have, <laughs> they don't like being told to take the tit off their head <laughs> <laughs> Watch out Paul oh, There we go
0: There's there the we camera moving yep, That's what we were talking about Ugh. That only happens like two or three times in the movie
1: I love that the reverend's wife she knits in all of her scenes just to set up this part.
0: <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: she knits in all of her scenes to set up this part. Like that doesn't happen in other like low budget films. <laughs> like they'll just have her knitting for no fucking reason. Oh, uh, there it is again, back to back.
1: I feel like she stabbed her in the chest just then. I don't yeah, know. It, if it certainly looked like she stabbed <laughs> her in the
0: chest, and then you know. Got her There's her eyes oh, <laughs> Next time to- On back- the body bitty
1: <laughs> I like I remember When I was watching this I When it went back To this character I was like Oh right That's right She's in the movie As well
0: Oh yeah There's another woman Who exists
1: Yeah She has a very small Uninteresting part But right now I'm doing low carb mo And that bowl of oranges Looks delicious to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay She's talking to her lover See, I'm
0: actually on the uh, the high-fat, high-carb diet <laughs> I just call it getting fat
1: Yeah, I've been on that one <laughs> For about 35 years Uh-oh, who's going to be at the door, you think? I th- Could be anybody
0: No, you see, it's going to be nobody And then she's going to turn around because that's, the, that's how this shit works All it takes is a door being opened That's, that's technically an invite Alright, alright This is the scene I was talking about With the with the great faces, I believe Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The green, love, oh my god Her
1: face is so good I love how they're vampires And they chloroform someone Yeah, right, right <laughs> By the way, their plan earlier We, we kind of talked over it But certainly you've seen the movie already was to deliver her flowers So she could prick her finger on it And blood would get on a specific thing that they could take And it's like that; It totally worked out for them But I feel like that wasn't the best plan no. Also this might be part of that S&M stuff that I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> Oh Paul Ow. You've, been t- you've been tied up in a way that you can't possibly escape I actually think this part is pretty clever No I don't not, know really. I don't know why this vase or whatever the fuck it is is right on the floor next to him
0: Yeah there just happens to be a You know Big glass thing and a blanket
1: What I really hoped is that Okay so what he's going to do now Is he's going to take the blanket Put it over the glass thing And then smash it right But I really hoped When I was watching it That he was going to smash it With his head
0: I really was too Like and it's funny Because I've seen this A bunch of times And I still think He's going to smash it With his head
1: There you go man Just wallop it There you go smack Though it makes a lot more sense to smash it with your feet,
0: <laughs> I guess that's just because, like, I'm sitting there thinking, about, thinking, like, well, as I was watching this, like, what I would do in this situation, and I probably would have tried to smash it with my head. I like, think I'm in this situation, dumb, I though.
1: would, I would probably be killed by vampires.
0: Yeah, I would. No, I would. I would most assuredly be killed by vampires. I don't have a stealthy bone in my body, so <laughs> I would have been like clomping through the castle.
1: I feel like there's almost a subconscious thing With these turtlenecks Which are like, don't attack my neck
0: Oh, see, I thought it was more like It looks like the foreskin of a penis
1: Or, you know what it might be? And this actually might be legit Is that by having these characters wear turtlenecks Then you don't know if they've already been turned into vampires There's a bit of mystery to it Oh Not that it's it's very consistent in regards to that in this movie No, not at all Oh, that's hot
0: Oh, uh, Technicolor blood.
1: Oh, you got out of your restraints, did you? Hmm. Mm. Fifty have Shades you, of Blue.
0: Have you been a bad boy, Paul?
1: I don't see any wounds. I don't know what's going on here.
0: That's because the, the wound is on his other hand. Oh. <gasps> and he's I, he's hand. clearly just <laughs> squeezing a blood pack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god
1: Well that's it That's all I know About Annie Milligan <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah I, I don't I, I feel like I've gotten Sucked into the movie now I'm just I just want to watch
1: <laughs> no, no we can't That's the thing That sometimes happens But no we have to Just keep talking we No matter if it's interesting Or related to the movie We must talk England looks like A very blue place That actually That's a question I wanted to England ask England you know? looks like a. Very blue place. (laughs) It does. Like, there's my favorite scene in the movie. I already mentioned, but my favorite part of the movie comes near the end, and I think we both probably will acknowledge that it's it's a really cool piece. But uh, but it's also it's also the most visually difficult to watch, and Mm. I'll I'll point it out when we get to it. This is very stagey, by the way. This part right here. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone stands still until I start talking. (laughs) Come now, my dear. This is the scene yeah. where he he says that thing that you mentioned which is like it's like after 6 months if you're good I'll <laughs> make you immortal. <laughs> he doesn't exactly I, like how, like I,
0: like, that. I was going to say I like how he turned into like a fucking like arch villain there.
1: He's Skeletor. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. See, I mean I think that there's like He's supposed to represent some sort of patriarchy type thing, and he's right? very he's very
0: menacing. Like he, like I feel like his presence, like it's it's he's a very menacing character.
1: I got a question for you, Mo. How come no one else turns blue when they're turned into vampires? Maybe it's a stylistic choice for them. Uh huh. Maybe it's, well, maybe it's just makeup. That would maybe, make a lot of maybe, sense considering how much you can see through it. Yeah, right.
0: Maybe they're uh, avant garde vampires. We're vampires, but we really love Andy Warhol.
1: Now you're being sensible. This movie has a downer of an ending. I know I'm jumping ahead about uh, 30 minutes or so, but like it, it really it makes you feel like, oh, something's going to happen to stop them from traveling to the U.S. and starting a new vampire colony that's going to like, fuck everything up. But no, they just go and do it.
0: Yeah, and then it gets even worse, too, because... Like you have the whole other thing that happens Which we'll talk about when it gets there
1: Yeah, we can't really spoil it, but it doesn't matter We'll talk about it when it Yeah, out.
0: we'll talk about it when, when we get there
1: Now, here is a question, Mo Her deal here is that she's going to provide blood for them All she has to do is sit in a room and read and eat And um, not use the internet because it's not invented yet right. But uh, she'll just hang out for six months And then they're going to maybe make her immortal Would you take that deal? Probably not No? You don't like reading very much?
0: Of course my other option is death So maybe I would
1: <laughs> I'd. You know what? I'd have to check out What variety of stuff Spool makes Right? <laughs> right, right I like need to know what the food. menu
0: is Cause like if I'm, you know
1: If it's meatloaf three times a week I just don't know if I can handle that. Yeah Though, again, with my low carb diet I could probably Physically uh, handle it <laughs> Do you think women are hotter when they're blue? Um. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I don't think that's a sexist question. I think it's I very legitimate. Look, that woman's hands on the left—they're not blue at all.
0: No. I and like that's that's like a recurring theme where it's like their face and chest are all blue, but then their hands <laughs> are either like half blue or not maybe, blue at
1: all. Maybe that's where the blood pools after death. Oh, maybe. I've there got we, a blue go. house there with a blue window. There. That's where he says it. Yeah.
0: I can't explain now, but. I love the way he says Alicia. (laughs) My wife, Alicia. My wife. Uh, My wife. (laughs) This is great, too. This is fucking great. Like, watch what the woman does with the bottle. Okay? So she jams the thing into her, and then she just puts it down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's "It's not going to work anymore. (laughs) Oh, they're drawing blood. Never mind. It actually totally makes sense now. Yeah. So I don't know why she
1: was lifting it like that in the first place. Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess to get the air out of it. I thought. I thought that they were injecting her with something.
1: Right, because that wouldn't make any sense, but I can yeah. see why you would think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Spool, the detective. Spoolock Holmes. <laughs> blood. This looks like Chris's blood. This tastes like Chris's blood. <laughs> I was almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs>
0: Did you really just make A fucking Resident (laughs) Evil (laughs) Both (laughs) of
1: those Both of those are Resident Evil references Oh my god I love how excited Spool is I like that There's kind of a tradition in some horror movies To make the Hunchback slightly sympathetic (laughs) Though not in Frankenstein That guy's an asshole Right We belong dead (laughs) Look at those facial expressions Spool had it kind of hard It's kind of interesting to think about uh, Andy Milligan's relationship with his mother And then when Spool tells his backstory
0: (coughs) Yeah right Spool's Spool's backstory is fucking tragic as shit
1: So what happens is (laughs) Spool uh, I guess he loved his Father but his mother died And his father remarried and his stepmother hated him And her son from a previous marriage Also hated him And pushed him in front of a bus And broke his back in three places And then, uh, they, and then they abandoned him And then they abandoned him Because who wants a son that's all broken Yeah right Come on Paul No one's gonna see that bright blue shirt <laughs> Moving around in the darkness <laughs> I like how this is all a big trick On Spool's part It's like yeah go in there haha, ha fucker Click clock. Haha. The key. Oop.
0: Except except oh, I guess he must have left the key in the door.
1: <laughs> it's funny because like a little while ago he was outside of her door and said her name and she saw she must have heard him, right?
0: Yeah, 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 and, yeah, And
1: now he's in the room, but she must have she just went to sleep afterwards? Sure. I like how
0: her her eye makeup is Immaculate every time she's on screen, like it never gets messed. Right. Up. She was just sleeping. Yeah, but her eye makeup is perfect.
1: I woke up like this.
0: hashtag I woke up like this.
1: Let me put on this camisole slash dress.
0: <laughs> Zip me up, Paul.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I love that sweater. I also like that they're going to predict that Spool's going to still keep his regular meal schedule, even though he just locked him into this room.
0: Right. What's with the plastic over the uh, the paintings? I didn't what notice you... that before.
1: <laughs> Look, with as much blood flying around in a black hair <laughs> castle, you gotta be careful.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: Also, okay, this is really strange. So, like, they're in mortal danger... And they're totally fucked right now because they're locked in a room with people trying to kill them outside And they really get into this making out thing Like I understand that they're young and they're in love and it's 1970 and free love and all that shit And they're probably on drugs But like like, he almost has sex In fact, I think there's an implication that they do fuck
0: Well, you remember earlier when they were talking about... um... They were talking about like what they wanted to do that day, and she's like, no, "No, I need to go do this because if I don't, we're gonna stay here and we're just gonna have sex all day." Right.
1: He also so, says that they need to have sex uh, like right now because once like the pregnancy kicks in, he's just not gonna want to. Yeah, that's you know how that, you know how women turn at that point. I don't. No. Yeah. Look. Let's see if let's see if I was right about this implication. All right.
0: All right.
1: Kissy face. <laughs> Now I know that vampires are trying to murder the two of us
0: <laughs> I can't help myself Look, it's, it's
1: like Oh when you're with me it doesn't matter how much danger I'm in
0: See <laughs> See I'm not going to lie Here's what I thought was going to happen in this scene I thought he was going to like Continue but, kissing down And that her hair was going to fall out of the way And we were going to show her two, neck, va- right, vamp- yeah. two vampire holes on her neck But it didn't happen I'm like, That would have been
1: such a great reveal is that what the bite marks are called? Vampire holes? Yeah, vampire holes. <laughs> this is where you let the vampire in. See, I think that's a, there's an implication that they're going to have sex. Yeah, I mean,
0: you don't go down to kiss women's chests. If you're, I mean, well, maybe, I don't
1: know, whatever. Oh man, it's like dying at Swiss chalet. These, these fucking leeches. Oh my God. I'm glad he says that they're leeches. Because even I, though I would yeah. understand what they're there for, it also, they don't really look like leeches.
0: No, they don't look like leeches at all.
1: Then again, my perspective on this is solely from that scene from Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> that guy likes to have witnesses when when people are leeching him. Look at that blood! Oh my god! That looks
0: like uh, like some really, really over-sugared Kool Aid.
1: <laughs> Does they say later that the the family line that their blood doesn't coagulate or something? Probably.
0: Spool's like Get in here
1: Poor old Spool Also I thought you could just Summon these people I didn't think you had to Call them Well I guess it's really The same thing But I just mean You could just snap your finger And they'd be there Yeah Chisk This is the scene by the way Where he's talking about How his blood pressure is high So they're putting leeches on To kind of to kind of calm it down But that's so That's such an interesting thing I've never heard about it In any vampire movie And they I don't know What it's supposed to represent Or what it means
0: Yeah it's one of the weird Like mythologies That only seems to exist In this movie
1: Maybe it's just like Oh you're pissing me off <laughs> I don't know why this is happening But my blood er, it's boiling Hi it's me Spool So Spool has the hots For Candice here
0: Understandably so
1: Yeah now Candace is played by Emma Jones As I mentioned briefly before when I was singing Me and Mrs. Jones And it says here uh, on the IMDb page for her That her only other credit is as a storyteller In the television show Today's Special from 1981 Now that's interesting to me Mo for one reason Today's Special was a children's show here in Canada in the early 80s
0: We we had it too
1: Oh did you? I, do, yep. do you well it's Canadian Yeah, I know.
0: But we had You Can't Do That on Television, too, which is also kind of game.
1: That's true. Well, today's special, as you might recall, Mo, the big kind of central thing of it was it takes place in a mall after hours. Yeah. And there's a mannequin, and that when you put on a magic hat on him, he comes to life.
0: Yep. What was his name? Jeffrey?
1: I think it was Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Jeff, yeah. And there was also a mouse and a puppet security guard.
0: It was a really, like... Trippy show.
1: It was like there were so many shows from that point, like children's shows that were trippy that I didn't recognize. But what's right. fun, one funny thing is that the female lead of that show, she was later a, a news broadcaster here in Canada, so you would see her every day on the news. And it's like, hey, it's that woman who was a friend with of Jeff on uh, on today's special.
0: She's all the Je- all the news Jeff can handle.
1: Another interesting fact about that is that the guy who played Jeff the mannequin, uh-huh. he later became uh, the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway, or if not Broadway, at least the Toronto production. Huh. That's right, the Phantom of the Opera.
0: I hope they he, fixed it. I hope they fixed his hair for that.
1: His <laughs> hair. His,
0: his hair was rough.
1: <laughs> it was a different time though.
0: It was a different time.
1: Like she, like this woman is a, is a fairly good actress as well. But again, no other credits, and I, I'm at least semi convinced that that other credit could be a completely different Emma Jones, right? Who knows? Right. Oh, This is him telling a sad story, by the way. Poor spoo. This movie reminds me a little of um, what is it? The Andy Warhol's Dracula.
0: Oh, with Udo Kier.
1: With Udo Kier, and um, I saw that on 35 millimeter a few years ago. And that movie is trippy and fucking weird as shit, but there's this great scene with Roman Polanski in it. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm not going to to butcher it by describing it, but uh I um there's some stuff that Roman Polanski did that I'm not a big fan of.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. rape
1: is what I'm really referring to. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh he's that scene is this really weird comedic scene in the middle of a movie that's already like has kind of Comedy elements to it certainly But hes it, it's a really memorable bit In a very fucking weird movie Udo Kier plays like the weakest vampire Ever in that movie
0: Yeah I uh, I really love Udo Kier And I like the work that he did with Andy Warhol But I fucking hate Andy Warhol So like I very seldom Actually watch those movies
1: Well I mean I think that that and uh, Flesh for Frankenstein that Like Andy Warhol had almost no actual input on
0: it Right right
1: They're very mean. I mean, he probably could if this take, if this is taking place in nineteen seventy. Cer- certainly, there's some sort of surgery he can get. I'd imagine because that's what she's kind of promising him. She's like, "Let's run away together. It'll totally work." Until it doesn't. Yeah, until the magic vampires find us. All right. I like how that's just like a regular coat that they've added fabric to cover the hump. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> hey, buddy. This
0: this is a particularly cruel punishment.
1: Yes, this is also kind of S and M, eh?
0: Oh yeah, without a fucking doubt.
1: Ah. Ooh. And like it's
0: it's and it's like particularly mean to him because of his hun- hunchback. He has to like like bend back in this weird position just to.
1: This is where I think that Spool is a Christ figure in this movie. <laughs> Just like how Robocop was in Robocop
0: Well Robocop was yeah, he, no shit. he literally walks on water
1: <laughs> Hey And a little help here His punishment doesn't really Even though it's, it does take place overnight in the context of the movie It doesn't seem to take very long at all Yeah
0: like they talk to him like two seconds later And like how are your hands Yeah and they're fine He says they're okay Someone thing. nailed fucking nails through that shit yeah, man, and puncture wounds are the fucking worst Like, Jesus was a pussy, man This isn't hurt at all <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that
1: <laughs>
0: Well, if there is a hell, we're going there
1: All uh, right,
0: And I'm okay with that Because that's I'm where glad all the good
1: music is I'm glad Andy kept in the scene of all of them Walking to this spot <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's film this in real time
1: The uh, The vampire women in this Remind me of how the zombies look In Zombie Lake Is it Jean Rollin's film? Rollin? Maybe it was Jess Franco I can't remember But Zombie Lake has a bunch of uh, zombies That are all just kind of bright bluish green
0: Oh, right, right, yes They're they're Uh, Nazis,
1: by the way Going back to the Nazi thing
0: Yeah, well, you know Who's not? Yeah, see? Yeah, here we go We're less than two minutes later (laughs) How's your hands doing, buddy? How are your hands, Spool?
1: (laughs) There's holes through them I like how he bandaged one hand But just left the other one Just <laughs> <laughs> Well they
0: they only had that one bandage That Paul used earlier Yeah right
1: Yeah this is Oh this, this is, is... what
0: you were talking about Yeah
1: Like I don't know if he's being ironic Or just being a piece of shit here or not Because obviously later on He throws Spool to the side Or uh, more accurately He sets him on fire Without a second thought Yeah um, right. but, but you know This At this Part it's actually kind of really interesting The idea that I thought that they were going to go Into a slight direction where maybe they weren't Vampires for real but then again He doesn't give a reflection so that That's a hard thing to fake Yeah Spool <laughs> I was like oh now that your hands Have been bandaged go down and make a shitload Of food <laughs>
0: Now that I've damaged your hands Go make me food
1: I hope I hope you enjoyed the feast It was made by our bleeding hunchback <laughs> I
0: assure you He got no blood in the food Although actually they're vampires They wouldn't fucking care at all Yeah
1: I guess that's right It might be a little extra right Yeah right It's like gold flake <laughs> I like Goldschlager Alright so this is the best part of the movie Yes It's also impossible to see yeah, but because that's what he makes it so cool.
0: Smeared fucking Vaseline all over the place. Yeah, goddamn there's Vaseline.
1: Lens. I mean, I don't know where where a guy like Andy Milligan would have got all that Vaseline. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh huh. But this is creepy, like, legitimately creepy. And we don't need to be silent during it. <laughs> but, like, like, even the angles used are just, they, it really does feel. It's,
0: it's unnerving.
1: Yeah, unnerving is really the right word. And blue. Well, Blue it's and unnerving
0: Because it's all fucking day for night <laughs> <laughs> But once they get inside Like like there's some real audio issues About to, about to happen uh, But I love this Like I love this scene How like the entire thing Just feels like it was lit By the minor candlelight you sure, sort of around um, Like you can see
1: Like there's clearly one light You know like where the camera is And like where the camera's pointing Vampires eat like assholes By the way Like they're real Look at them being dickhead And like they were they See, were alive and once. It, and it's really funny because, like, this is how you feel
0: like, like, this is how I feel like, uh, 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 like uh, a meeting of werewolves would go. Right. This you is know? totally
1: werewolf stuff. This is totally werewolf stuff. material, right here. This is what
0: vampires if I, do. If
1: I was a vampire, I'd be kind of upset at how they're being portrayed. <laughs> we're not sloppy like shit. I usually use a fork and a knife.
0: <laughs> well, I am a vampire. That's why I work overnight.
1: The vampires in this movie don't really have fangs, eh?
0: No we never see fangs once Although we see the result of fangs
1: but Yeah we never which is weird Because like right near the end A certain character bites another character But she doesn't have any fangs Yet she makes like fang marks Maybe they come out when her teeth hit the neck That's what Yeah yeah Maybe it's like a nail gun
0: Where there has to be a certain amount of pressure Before they actually come out Like a flick knife Yeah like a flick
1: knife <laughs> Don't switch a blade on a guy oh, in my shades God.
0: That's the second fucking Sunglasses at night reference I've seen in the last two days That's so weird <laughs> Don't switch a blade <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway this is still going on I don't know what's happening at this party Except a bunch of vampires are eating uh, Bodies and stuff And they're they're really having a good time
0: And okay This is my favorite outfit in the entire fucking movie Yes like And when he puts the hat on it's so much better.
1: It's like someone took a couch cushion and turned it into a triangle and put it on his fucking <laughs> head and gave him a stick. Here, this is your magic stick.
0: This Actually, is this is the worst him. audio in the entire movie right here.
1: Except for the very first line when that guy is talking about water or something. Yeah, she, right. she, the, yeah, because his voice is all warbly for some reason. Yeah, you can't hear you can barely hear her
0: and because he's not facing the camera, you can't hear him yes. at all.
1: So she's supposed to be Queen Elizabeth the Oh, is that what that's supposed to be? I read that in that book, uh, uh, Gutter Auteur, that she's supposed to be. Yeah,
0: they never explain that at all.
1: Maybe if I had some connection to uh, Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Newfoundland used to be part of there, so maybe I should feel like I have more of a connection. Yeah. She's a bit blue, though.
0: (laughs) Waka waka.
1: This actress's name is Judith Hurd.
0: I mean, of course, if you want to go, if you want to go that route, technically we were too. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Then you guys had a fight, and we won. We won. We won. That's from uh, the musical Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> that, it actually is. <laughs> So she is very upset at the idea that uh, the reverend has been like, he's like, none of my shit is working out. You all elected me to be your leader, but I'm deciding now we are going to go to the United States. And she's really against the idea because she says that the United States is full of, what, uh, religious fanatics, perverts. No, not perverts. I think she'd like perverts. But she says that, like, they're total sickos or scumbags or something.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for her to say it. And you can definitely tell that she was a stage actress, because yeah. man, that that projection.
1: Here we go. Here we are.
0: <laughs> Pimps, prostitutes, and religious fanatics. That's actually surprisingly accurate. <laughs> I always got a kick out of the makeup of the guy who was just behind her because <laughs> we see we see him again in a second, and it's clearly just took
1: like a handful of white makeup and just went
0: shmoosh like right across
1: his face with it. I, I was just looking at her hat for too long because it starts to feel like there's just a bunch of ribbons tied together for no reason. Yeah, look at that! Look like, at his hat.
0: His hat! Oh my god! Oh and he's got a cape. God. He's got a cape. Like clearly they cut a they cut apart a couch. And made an outfit for him out of it And remember, it's not they Annie Milligan did these fucking costumes
1: (laughs) Yes, this will be perfect for the big scene Yeah, some of the audio here is rough It's really, really
0: tough I mean, it's an interesting choice, you know Because, like, clearly he I think he decided to just shoot audio in camera
1: Yeah You know Um, That's why you can actually hear the camera running sometimes.
0: Yeah, because like you, like you, like you, like I feel like he really wanted it to sound like echoey. Like that's why they're in this big hall,
1: you know. I think the shiny stuff on his outfit is uh, aluminum foil,
0: (laughs) or aluminum, as we say here
1: in the colonies. In the colonies, (laughs) (laughs) I just love this idea behind the scene. By the way, the idea that like this is a you know a vampire meeting where they have to decide what they're gonna do. And it's like, shit's not working here. I like how he also says that part of the reason they had to go is that the UK is like a police state. After midnight, you can't even go out, or the police are just going to hassle you. And they also mention the police a lot, considering that they've been entirely a non issue in this entire movie.
0: Which is really funny because, like, like think of how much worse it's gotten. And this is like 1970, and they're talking about Britain being a police state. It's so much worse now.
1: There's something called the NSA that they have. (laughs) They're tapping our phone calls. (laughs) And what about Hillary's emails?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We need to make, we need to make the Ford line great again. (laughs)
1: Look
0: at that fucking hat. Oh my god. If that's not supposed to be like a fucking uncircumcised penis,
1: I don't know <laughs> what it is. He just said Canada, which I'm a big fan of someone saying that. <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of room in Canada, man. Just come over. Yeah, just go up onto the, go into like the Yukon. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, whatever. 30 days a night, brother.
0: <laughs> that movie could have been so much better.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Like it doesn't even like Fit either I just I love the idea That like he presented It's like This is what you'll be wearing In this scene It's very ceremonial It's like It looks like a cushion
0: He really likes Touching people's faces
1: Well I mean That's a priestly thing To do too <laughs> Does he think he still Has his priest gear On underneath this I don't feel like That's necessary anymore
0: You're right Like who, who the fuck Are you fooling <laughs>
1: Although in honest
0: in all honesty, I mean like that like priest robes, like the vestiges are are I mean, they're pretty cool looking. If yeah. I thought if I thought I could get away with wearing that shit all the time, I totally would.
1: I would dress like a cardinal, even with the hat all the time. Yeah,
0: change my name to Richelieu.
1: So <laughs> So so this scene it's like it, it all seems to be setting up when I was again, when I watched it the first time, it's like, okay, so Paul and Susan are locked upstairs. Paul's going to escape And I guess he's going to kill all the vampires Or maybe they're going to run off or something And stop them from moving to the US But what's great is They don't even show any of that happening Nope Like he just made the decision This is what's happening We're going to the United States of America (laughs) I forgot that Spool is alive And someone I have to be thinking about
0: (laughs) Alicia, pack our bags
1: Why couldn't Spool come with them?
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like you'd think you'd want like a dedicated manservant to come with you.
1: I figure because there's a lot of hunchbacks in the UK that it's less conspicuous. But if you brought him to the stage, is that a thing? To...
0: Is there are there really a lot of hunchbacks in the UK, or is that just I imagine weird?
1: with the amount of inbreeding that they do?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus,
0: right? Uh, it's isn't that just like a royal thing? Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, well, n- now I've learned. You know some commonalities between uh, Between the UK and the southern States of the United States So Spool Spiral. So
1: they're very like So did he not know When he was having that conversation with Spool Earlier this day That Spool was not going to come with them And if he did know that you think he could have planned a better end for him Than what they end up doing So their plan is Spool is not going to come with them Instead they have to kill look him it, Look right? look
0: there he is There's that guy again <laughs> fucking makeup I love I've it I've got white on my face
1: <laughs> I'm <am> a vampire <laughs> He's like This isn't makeup I just jizzed upward <laughs> Yes look this is a dark scene You can't see what the fuck is going on Bye bye spool my Enjoy s- the netherworld Bye spool And he's like Go outside with the vampires They will kill you In the most humane way possible now this is really hard to see too.
0: Yeah, this movie, this scene is really poorly lit, but it kind of works. Yeah, like I kind, they- I kind of like it because like whenever, whenever the the one light goes back onto uh, Ford, like you just get all the glares off of his uh, shiny bits.
1: But I was actually referring to the bit, the the outside part with Spool now in a second. But oh, I will yeah, say, yeah. if you're gonna have a scene that's so dark you can't tell what's going on, it should be a scene where someone is set on fire.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes he's going to Forest Lawns Which is very lovely They watch movies there I hear <laughs> Can you imagine They're like vampires and You're like Oh my god They're watching The General again What the fuck <laughs> Oh a special screening Of The Exorcist Everyone get up for this You think vampires Would have more energy
0: Well it depends on When they last fed And that one with the white On his face cl- Clearly it's been a while <laughs>
1: Been a while
0: Oh Jesus Christ
1: There's the fire Fire How about a little fire Scarecrow (laughs) I am the god of hellfire Yeah see like I don't know what's going on here But I know it involves A hunchback being torched So it's fine by me
0: Which is really a shame Because man there's There's nothing more fun to watch on On a movie than like A full body burn
1: So this is strange
0: (laughs) Yeah this is where the movie gets really fucking weird And that's saying something because this whole movie's been kind of fucking weird
1: So he said kill Susan and Paul
0: No they didn't say kill Paul They said kill Susan and knock Paul out and put him next to her To make it look like he murdered To
1: make it look like he did it And in fact he specifically says kill Susan like we killed the other woman So they had to use knitting needles I don't know why Paul would have had those on hand You'd think they could use another weapon Right Maybe he should have strangled her or something. But well, I think
0: they said use the same. I think they said use the same weapon they used on the other woman, so that it would look like he killed them both.
1: Oh, okay. Even yeah. though, yeah. Okay. So the problem here is. Oh, there's the there they are. Where there's what?
0: The I, I wish I could rewind back. She has bite marks on her neck. Yeah, I know she does. Oh, I didn't see that. The I I don't, oh. I've seen that movie a
1: dozen fucking times. I've never seen that before. <laughs> don't they don't they don't they show it now? Nice. Close up of anyway. But I don't know why. Why did they bite her and turn her into a vampire? I don't know. Maybe she already was. But then why would he kill her at how, all? How have I never? And if she moved? was a vampire, then yeah. how could she have her kids? Like I thought that was the whole point—that she know. wouldn't be a vampire. This whole fucking movie's confusing. Maybe someone bit her on the sly. Ooh. Though that could have been something they brought up and mentioned <laughs>
0: at least once.
1: Yeah there you go doesn't it show it No No. it's
0: it's on the other side
1: Yeah you're right Anyway she's a vampire now So she's a
0: vampire now
1: And she goes Paul Paul And then he gets up (laughs) And he's a vampire now too And they're gonna have great Like is she still pregnant you think Well I don't know He's gonna get his red wings Oh, Jesus Christ
0: <laughs> you, you, Well, actually, that sounds like it'd be something very desirable If uh, you're a vampire
1: Yeah, huh? So are they evil now just because they're vampires? Yes I guess so
0: Yeah, because that's what happens You become a vampire and you automatically uh, lock away everything you liked in life previously And mm-hmm. now you just uh, enjoy vampire shit
1: like- It's
0: it's sort of like when you start crossfitting <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) So, can these vampires go out in the sun?
0: You know, it it seems like they can because, like earlier, uh, Ford says says you know, oh, I don't like being out in the daylight, but clearly, it doesn't hurt him.
1: Hey, is that the end of the movie? That is the end of the
0: fucking movie <laughs>
1: It has a very sudden strange ending I like that they didn't show the vampires making their trip on the boat at all Because a boat full of vampires would have been pretty cool Yeah um, I like how he was like, there's room for your personal possessions <laughs> <So> It's like, <laughs> get your shit, we're going tonight, brother um, But yeah, so the vampires took over California Which explains uh, all the weirdos that are there
0: That actually does make sense Mm-hmm um. So yeah, that was uh, that was the body beneath 1970. Andy
1: Milligan. Oh, I'm glad that you caught that in there <laughs> before it actually ended. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. I like. I said this this is this is my favorite movie from a director who I love to hate.
1: I mean, you know, I did bring up names like Ray Dennis Steckler and and filmmakers like that at that time period. And I'll tell yeah. you. The that this stacks up better than a lot of the those filmmakers can do or did yeah, during. Yeah, that see, movie. yeah,
0: exactly. Like I, I'm a big Ray Dennis Deckler fan. Like I love, you know, Cash Flag. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, like, but yeah, no, this this movie is a hundred and fifty percent better than most of the stuff he did. Not Rat Fink and Boo Boo, but most of the stuff he did. <laughs> Like, that's way better than the fucking Incredibly Strange Creatures, you know uh, Yes which, which, is a great, which is a great idea for a movie, but man, is it horribly done No
1: kidding Yeah, so it, it um, I could see if someone saw this first If this was their first Annie Milligan experience Right That they would be left with, oh, he's a pretty competent director And his movies have some interesting things in them And then they probably would explore his catalog a little Deeper and maybe would find things That they wouldn't enjoy quite as much
0: Well it's like he's one of those directors that if you go by If you go by the films of his That have the best names You know stuff like The Rats Are Coming, The Werewolves Are Here Or even if like uh, I'm not going to say Fleshpot on 42nd Street Because that actually is one of his other really good movies right? Uh, but I mean like Bloodthirsty Butchers Or even like Guru the Mad Monk You know uh, you, like, you, you look at these, at these titles And you're like this is And these are great names those are shit movies Like those are really not very good And this is like one of his most unassuming titles Like The Body Beneath You know, but it's it's really one of his better films
1: Yeah, have you ever seen Surge a Kill? I haven't, no I think that's one that we're we're going to have to check out Especially since it came from that late 80s golden age of horror
0: Sure, sure
1: <laughs> But yes, that's The Body Beneath from 1970 Mo, is this our oldest film covered on No Nightmares? I uh, don't know. I'm trying to know. think back. It might be. It might be because we don't even venture into the 70s that often. Because yeah, of we
0: year. yeah we rarely venture back into the 70s. I mean, and and even if we did, I think the earliest we've gone back is maybe like 76. Right. But this is seventy 1970. So yeah, this yeah. is way, way older.
1: And I think that there might be some listeners who are like, "Ah, oh, I don't know if this really fits into No Budget Nightmares It had a budget, I think it was like $20,000 to make it, it
0: Yeah, I don't know, it's still It's pretty... stretching
1: it, but come on, man! Yeah
0: Halloween! Yeah, we gotta do something different
1: Halloween is the time where the spooks and the goblins and the ghouls, they can run free on Earth And also we can watch movies which have a slight budget <laughs> Exactly Sli- Slight, tiny little budget Well, that was the thing,
0: we said, We said, you know, we're like, we gotta do something different
1: yeah, and we did yeah. We finished it doing something different Huzzah. Uh, Mo, if people want to find out more about No Budget Nightmares What's the best way for them to do so?
0: Oh, well, clearly they'd want to go onto Facebook And do the facebook.com slash groups slash No Budget Nightmares One word Or just go onto Facebook and search No Budget Nightmares
1: Yes, there's conversation happening over there Of course, you can go over to Dork Shelf Where all of our latest episodes are available for you to listen to right now mm-hmm. uh, By the time this episode is up the new website should be up as well. I was, huzzah! It today. So, uh, it, that will be available over at nobudgetpodcast.com. You can subscribe, of course, through there. Uh, leave us reviews on iTunes if you want to and listen to older episodes and also see, yeah, you know, any of our, actually all my archived writing will be on there as well. So there's lots of content over at nobudgetpodcast.com. Uh, Mo, of course, can be found on Twitter if you were going to search for him at drunk on VHS, all one word. And I am at Doug underscore Tilly. That's T-I-L-L. E-y. <laughs> Is there anything else that I was supposed to tell people about
0: I don't think so I mean do we have any new like Patreon news or anything like that
1: No not any new but though, again if you want to support us on Patreon please do Every little bit helps you can give as little as $1 per episode And that still helps keep this show going uh, And uh, it's also very appreciated for hosting costs and things along those, Nate, those lines Indeed. Uh, And uh, aside from that Mo have you seen any good movies lately I have Horror watched, movies, let's yeah, say Yeah, I was going
0: to say, I've watched an ungodly amount of movies um, I don't have my list handy, so I can't really mention anything offhand uh, I did watch that Netflix uh, original documentary, Amanda Knox Oh, yes uh, Which was interesting I, didn't I heard know, it's infuriating to watch It is a little infuriating to watch, no joke uh, But I didn't know that much about the case, so it was kind of interesting to... You know, um, t- to follow the whole thing and, and hear the whole story about it, but you know, I don't know. I mean, it's not one of those ones that like, like I finish watching it and I feel like like I'm heavily on one side or the
1: other. It's, sure, I don't
0: know. It's just one of those movies. Just it was good one though. It was, it was well made. It was well
1: made. Uh, I watched Poltergeist three today. Speaking of well <laughs> made, <laughs> Poltergeist three uh, is not very good. It was one of those, you know. I'm going to admit this on. I'm. I was actually watching it for a different podcast, but I have to admit this here as well. I've never seen any of the Poltergeist movies, really? except for Poltergeist Three, which seemed to be on television every Halloween when I was a kid because huh. it's like it was rated like PG. Um, and so this was my first time in many years watching it, and it's not very good. But I forgot that it's from the guy who directed Dead and Buried, which I love. And I watch watching that watching Poltergeist Three. Um, And watching Dead and Buried in kind of close proximity It made me very sad to watch Poltergeist 3 Which I didn't (laughs) enjoy And also a little girl died during the making of it Right Caroline Caroline, go towards the light, Caroline Come to the light, children So, uh, and also I watched uh, uh, Chillerama, the anthology movie With uh, a brief appearance with Eric Roberts in it
0: I uh, That's one of those movies Like I wanted to like it so much And I just I don't know I just didn't really care for it
1: I think there are parts of it That are good Yeah uh,
0: I mean it's just standard Anthology shit though you know? Yeah
1: and, But I mean it, It's funny because Especially because It was just four directors And they all seem to be On the same page And tonally They were in like Kind of similar area It's weird that there are Such ups and downs in there But uh, eh, There's some worthwhile stuff And you do get to see A giant sperm attack The Statue of Liberty
0: Well that's true <laughs> <laughs> oh and I watched uh, Fruitvale Station which I know is not horror. Spooky. But, but uh yeah that's that Racism was Racism
1: is terrifying. That
0: was definitely a movie that was uh, that I probably shouldn't have watched at work.
1: No. Yeah. Uh Mo, what are your Halloween plans? Uh not a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, Monday Halloweens are shitty.
0: Yeah, Monday Halloweens aren't the best. Um, my plan is I'm gonna watch uh, I'm gonna watch The Exorcist. I'm gonna watch Phantasm, and I'm gonna watch um, and Halloween. Or no, no, not Phantasm. Uh, the Exorcist, The Thing, and and Halloween. There you go, Mo. Yeah, tri- triple feature like some of the best Halloween movies ever made.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do at this point Again, we don't get any children where I live uh, And I might go to a friend's house and.
0: Well, yeah, uh, but that's, like, by law
1: Yeah, and also <laughs> low-carb, so I can't have any of that delicious sugary candy
0: I, I don't know, man, I feel, like you, I feel like you can take, like, you know, one day
1: you can, Yeah, you can, but I gotta, you know, if you're gonna s- stick a day Halloween sounds nice and all, but don't you want to set it up where you got, like You're gonna go for sushi, and you're gonna, you know Go for ribs or shit like that, I don't know Yeah, but, you I, know, guess, you want, I guess, You want to be able to choose what you're going to have You don't want to have circumstance dictating What the fuck you're going to eat <laughs>
0: Sure, I get that
1: Look, I like candy and all <laughs> But how can I take advantage of the sales the next day If I'm using up all my days All my cheat days On Halloween
0: Alright, fair enough fair Alright,
1: just making sure Look, I'm a little edgy right now Because I haven't had sugar in three weeks <laughs> uh, The body beneath that was our Halloween special I hope everyone enjoyed it uh, I, think I know I did I know I did I think it's going to be good <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in a couple of weeks With a brand new title You know what's funny Mo? I'm only realizing right now That we haven't we talked oh, talk about We didn't even talk about it Yeah so whatever It's going to yeah. be something It's gonna It'll be, be another good.
0: surprise Probably yeah. not nearly as interesting
1: <laughs> Yeah it, it, it definitely won't be video So <laughs> don't get yeah. used to that Maybe yeah. next Halloween
0: Yeah we'll do it like It'll be a, a tradition
1: Yeah, let's say that And of course, if you do like Halloween movies You can always check out the WNUF Halloween special episode That we did not too long ago And also that movie What was it called? Uh, Haunted Ween Ween. Haunted Haunted Ween Haunted Ween Check out our episodes on that as well I'll post them over on the Facebook group Just to remind people that we are very spooky Indeed Good night, everybody Good night, folks